and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 170 of There's No Place Like Terra, a Stargate first watch rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. The end. <laughs> today we are and today we're going over Atlantis season one, episode nine, home, aka Foxception, or the problem with poplars. Which is not the same as uh, what is it? The the trouble with tribbles. It's, it's not. slightly different. It's very different. And this is Far more appropriate. I did my homework uh-huh. because I've actually seen the Tribbles episode. Well, well the you, first one. Okay, I'm about to say, have you seen the second one? I've seen the first Tribbles episode. Because I like the second one more than the first one. I, um, I've seen the first one, and I've also seen The Problem with Poplars from Futurama, uh-huh. and that's more what this one feels like. Can I tell you that in my head, even though you said The Problem with Popples, and I knew that was a Futurama episode, in my head I was thinking Popples. Oh, like the Popples? Like the stuffed animal that yeah, turns into that. itself. I remember that. I had a Popple. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, and then I also thought, well, this is a very Inception-y episode. It is. But I was like, but also, um, Shepard kind of becomes Tyler Durden at some point. <laughs> He's like, oh, I am Tyler Durden. He figures it out. So it's the, a... it's the mind fuckery one. It is. It's the mind fuckery episode. The mind flayer. Yes. <laughs> Motherfucking mind, mind flayer. Last night, okay, a little bit of a D and D. Yeah, little. a brief D and D because we have other shit to talk about before uh, we start this tiny, episode. A tiny, tiny D and D for a tiny, tiny gnome. Uh, uh, yesterday we played <laughs> a different campaign than we usually camp cam- than we usually play. <laughs> I'm human. I am no, a human with people voice. This is our first drink. <laughs> Hello, I are people today. Um, okay, get it together. Yes. Last night we played through. The Dragon Heist in Waterdeep. Yes. Which is a campaign that I got for Christmas, which is technically a solo campaign, mm-hmm. but there's a couple of NPCs, and because our regular party couldn't meet, I asked a Nixie and a, um, and a bartender husband... Nick. Just leave it a bartender, Nick. That's just fun to make ah, it awkward. Just keep going. Uh, I asked him to play our two NPCs. Yeah. Which just seemed to fit very perfectly because one is a elven uh, fighter ranger fighter yeah. guy. Archery and, lady. Yes. Like, and the dude, other keep calling is a lady. dwarven uh, drunken, drunken master. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, who better to play these <laughs> than my two friends who are basically those in real life? <laughs> um, and I got to play the Lou, my crazy little gnome rogue. Um but uh, we fought a we mind find flare. a mind flayer and a drurer. Yeah, I honestly, say that the drurer was more of a bastard than the mind flayer because the mind flayer just noped out He's of like, there. He's like, peace. I'm not. I was dealing like, with I don't want to fight you anyway. Yeah, I just wanted my monies. But come give me all your we monies. We took your monies. Bye. Um, yeah. that's it. So let's discuss in a non-spoiler route. Yes, we promise non-spoilers. No spoilers for anything. Um. The the emotional toil that is being wrought on many across the nerdum that ripples. Yeah, record this weekend. Breaking, in record breaking numbers. One point two billion worldwide for an opening weekend, which basically doubles the last yeah. record, which was Avengers Infinity War. So then Endgame then doubled the so old record. Everyone's gonna talk Avengers. People may be sick of it, but we each wanna share like a one sentence thing. Um 
I don't cry in movies. Mm-hmm. I missed it up a number of times and just fucking bawled at three different points. Yeah. So there's that. And then otherwise, other the, the, the rest of it is I literally sat through the entire credits without being able to form words. Yeah. Um, me crying is a usual <laughs> event, so I can't use that as a gauge for anything, but I can say this because we know that I have a short attention span. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did not get up once to pee. I made it through the entire movie without losing focus once. There you go. And it was a long ass movie. It's a long movie. Um, and there was one other point I wanted to make. Oh, I am incredibly happy that I knew nothing going into it. Yeah, I didn't it. know anything. So it was great. I, 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 I think it's really important that we trust the film and do our best to keep spoilers yeah. out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, so, don't ruin. Yeah. We will have, however, don't worry. There will be. We will have a tangent cast on Avengers. It, 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 look, even if no one listens, we just need to unpack it for we, our we own. We do. And, and we're not doing it immediately because A, we need to see the film again. And yeah. B, this is one that normally a lot of our our tangent cast is like the reaction stuff is we go without script and we just sit down and we talk about the film for yeah. who knows how fucking long. Um, I just, I heard it. I'm going to interrupt with a non-important yeah. thing. I heard a Kaylee in the background. Uh-huh. And I and my hackles went up. Yeah. And then I remembered that a Kaylee is not a Drake. No. And she can be in the kitchen. Yes. Without eating she food also off the table. Buries her food. Got it. Yeah. Okay. We have a rug that's never like down normal in the she kitchen. Puts it under. Because the the dog just kind of always crinkles What's it up. It's a food rug. And then there's food in it. There you go. Sorry, so we back need to, where to we were. organize our notes and our thoughts for this one because there's way too much to touch on that we don't want to forget anything. You call them thoughts, I call them feels. Feels. There's way um, too many feels yeah. this episode. But now that that's out of the way. Yes. Atlantis. Oh, no, I was going to touch on the other thing that oh, we haven't gosh. seen yet that we will have seen by the time this goes out is the one of the reasons we're recording late today oh. is, is because uh, we're just going to be gathering at this house to watch the Battle of Winterfell. To cry, 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 cry some Because more. I have a hunch that the Battle of Winterfell may punch me in the gut as much, if not more. We're literally, <laughs> after we record today, going to buy stress snacks. Yeah. And then come and back then home. And wine. Yes. Um, because this is another thing. Avengers was 11 years in the making. Yeah. And now the Battle of Winterfell, this is not the season finale, but this has still been a, 10 years, 11 years. A lot of time. And not everyone is going to make it out of Winterfell. This is fine. We're fine now. Everything is fine. There's a reason we're drinking um, a, a rum and ginger. To, to, to those who, what's the line? To those who are about to fall or, there's a line For those there. about to rock, we salute you. Yes. To those about to rock, we salute you. <laughs> there's actually a more serious line that's similar to that, but I like that one too. I'm going to use that one. Okay. Oh. I don't think there's anything else major. We're going to call it the rum and feelings. The rum, the rum and feels. <laughs> um... Otherwise, we're here for you. Let's get to Atlantis. Yes. Now that you're um, here. <laughs> now that you're... If, if you came here to not remember any of that on your Tuesday, I apologize. But we're here now and we're going to Atlantis it up Listen, and nothing else. Avengers is going to ripple through our lives for a long time. Oh, 
Yeah, uh, the only other thing that uh, you may hear some new references thrown about in the next couple weeks. <laughs> um, I throw enough D and D references in now. Um, I don't know if any of you else. Mixie's finally watch. caught up on Critical Role. I'm not Let's caught just up. Make it clear. I'm not caught up in Critical oh, Role. Oh, true. There's a reason I didn't start Critical Role years yeah. ago. It's because I obsess over things, and now my entire life has now been filtered through Vox Machina. Yeah. And I've listened to. I'm on episode 47 in less than a month. See, I had watched a couple of the Vox Machina uh, series. Yeah. Um, I've watched The Mighty Nine. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of I'm mostly caught up there. What I what I can manage without falling asleep. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like Jesse, what I miss. Um, but so we've got to the point where I restarted Vox Machina and you beat me. You are now like yeah. 40 hours ahead of me. <laughs> I listen. I don't like things. I obsess over things yeah. in the best, most pure nerddom form. Mixie has no medium. I, it's on no, off. Light switch. There's no dimmer. I don't. There's no dimmer. So not everything is through a box. I've been making more ref. I, it's bad. <laughs> okay. I just Ready? had to. I just had to preface that in case there's references that happen without me realizing them. Sometimes. Okay. September tenth, two thousand and four. It's written by Joe Malozzi, directed by Holly Dale, and this is actually the only episode of Stargate that she directed. Oh. Um, recently, she's done a lot of stuff like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Castle, Dexter, all the Chicago shows. Uh-huh. Um, one of the new X-Files, like, she's a big episodic director. She's done a bunch of smaller stuff in Canada before then. She's kind of cool. Oh, yeah, and then the main guest star, Mr. Donna Davies. Yeah, General fucking Hammond himself. General motherfucking Motherfucking Hammond. That's what I'm going to call him from um, now on. Also, we have Garrison Sanford back as Simon. Uh, and most importantly, I mean, Don's most importantly. Let's sure, not forget sure. that. But Gary Jones is Walter. <laughs> we do like a good Walter. I mean, Walter is always going to be there. Also, most importantly, not as importantly as Don, is Sedgwick. Which one's Sedgwick? Sedgwick is is Tori Higgins. Oh yeah! Oh yes! 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 The one that I was like, I know that pupper. Oh, actually, no, you I, I don't thought know you that meant pupper. the man. I thought you were talking about the man. No, 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 no! I literally mean Sedgwick, her dog, the who dog. plays her dog. I need that dog in my life. It's a good dog. That was what I thought we would end up with before we got a Drake, and then I fell in love with Drake. Uh, yeah. Because I was like, I want a black one and a white one. <laughs> I want matching bubbles. <laughs> matching bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> so we start on a fog planet. With, I mean, fog in quotation marks. Uh-huh. I may do quotation marks, then you can't hear quotation marks. So when uh-huh. I see when I say fog, just put quotation uh, marks around yeah. it. To the point where the team has to wear uh, um, hazmat suits. Yeah. Uh, and there's just like a shit ton of fog on the planet. It's just fog yeah. planet. I'm going to take a minute here. Yeah. Um. And talk about the genius of this scene. Mm-hmm. Because there's a thing I noticed. I think it's really cool. Yeah. I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but I want to say that the writers are so smart that it was on purpose. Probably. This episode harkens revisions. Yes. From, I think that's what it's called. From season seven of SG-1. Okay. Where they go to the planet. Like, things are not as they yeah. seem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, where the bubble keeps getting smaller. Yep, 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 yep. And the first scene... Is the exact same fog. fog and hazmat suits. Exactly. And I love that because it's like, if you're paying attention, <laughs> you know what's about to happen. Uh, yes. 
And I love, love, also, love, love that. fog is bad. Yes. Also, slightly smells of waffles, usually. <laughs> a little bit of waffly things? <laughs> uh, fog machines usually yeah. smell of waffles. But nice work, uh, Joseph Malozzi. Yes. Because uh, he probably wrote the other one, too. <laughs> sure. Who knows? Sure. Who knows? I'm going to decide that he did. Yeah. Um, so... There's all there's fog, but there's also all these energy readings, mm-hmm. um, and it's like they're so amazing energy readings that McKay really wants to stop and study them. I like it, like a lot of energy. Like McKay can't figure out how to use it or what it is. Or He's like, anything. it might be ghosts, it might not. Yeah, I can't remember. There's which just a thing lot of energy. Up. Yeah, John wants to call it a mission. There's nothing here but fucking fog. That's it. Yep. Um, and it's only then that McKay's like, oh, hey, guys, we don't have to wear the hazmat suits. Yeah. Anymore. Oh, just I. Oh, did you think those were super uncomfortable? <laughs> I figured you guys all really loved enclosed place in spaces like I do. So but Ford doesn't trust and Ford never takes us off the entire time, which I love. No. Um, so as soon as Ford dials the gate, McKay's like, wait. Don't go through the gate yet. Just kidding, I was wrong. Put your hazmat suit back on. <laughs> as soon as the wormhole connects, there is a wild energy fluctuation. Yeah. Uh, and it's just drawing power from the atmosphere, from the fog. <laughs> and since the fog covers the whole planet, that's a shit ton of power. Yeah. Like, as in a lot. As in <laughs> opening a wormhole back to Earth? Question mark. Dun, 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 dun. Credits. This is where I got excited. I may have yelled at you. You, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I said, we're going back to Earth. Earth. So in the briefing room back in Atlantis, we learned that the Atlantis Stargate isn't the only one that can dial Earth because of power reasons or because of anything else, except for the fact that they have a specific control crystal. That allows them to dial this eighth chevron. So mm-hmm. and it's about here that I'm super happy that Grace sometimes misses things uh-huh. and miss the fact that Donna's Davies' names were across the bottom as a guest star. I'm super observant. Because I don't know what made she's the reveal talking about. fantastic. I do like to purposely not look too closely yeah. at the credits I've learned so that I I like not having things ruined. And it's one of those things where if it this was, was a Game light. of Thrones or if this was some other show, they wouldn't put him in the first credits. Yes. But this is the type of show where he's going to have to. I think there's only once maybe, and I forget who it was that they say the reveal. I think it was Daniel. Oh. And they were able to save the reveal until the end. Well, and you know, it's just, I don't think that's what you did back then. Like, no, spoilery things wasn't such a big deal. No. Yeah. Um, so McKay has to reinsure and confirm people that he's awesome and really smart. Yeah. And won't be breaking their gate by taking out the control crystal. Uh, and he knows what he's doing. Hmm. He can pull this off and he can have the fog power the gate. Seems like an easy enough thing. Easy peasy. Yeah. The other issue is that even if they if they are able to do this, they have to assume that Earth still doesn't have a ZPM. Mm -hmm. So anyone who goes, it's kind of a one way trip. Yeah. Um, And McKay assumes that someone someone would volunteer for that. I mean, McKay can't go um, unless he knows he's able to come back because. Uh, he's really important. He's just far too important everywhere he goes. But, he's not full of himself at all. But they can at least send a message and mm-hmm. they can send some intel, John suggests. Yeah. 
<laughs> so after a beautiful sunset shot, because yeah. Atlantis is fucking gorgeous. Why not? Um, McKay has the control crystal, the little box guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like there's just a USB slot to plug it in yeah. at the other gates. So there is some disassembly required. This is the part where I would be very, very nervous. As because anyone would. McKay is basically, I don't know if everybody else's little brothers did this. Mine was especially destructive. <laughs> but would just take things apart, like the controllers to the PlayStation or when, the VCR. When, when my younger brother took things apart, I was usually doing it with him. Oh, see, that's fair. My brother is eight years younger so it was the right time because he was little. He yeah. was probably five or six. Uh-huh. And I was old enough to be a surly teenager and be like, why are you here in this world? Yeah, we had th- we had three and a half years. Yeah. So it's like that perfect age. Why are you in this world, to, period? To fight with each other, but at the same time, get into the hijinks together. Ah, uh, smart. It was good. Yes. Um, I like that. So... Like, don't worry, he was able to put the gate back together again, and it's an extremely unlikely small chance that he would mess up, and rescue is, is only 804 big. years away. Yeah. Which, of course, they would totally go rescue him. Yeah. Every time, also every time um, Shepard mentions the puddle jumper, I want him to name my car. Because I feel like my yeah. car needs a good name. I know. My, my last one had a good name, and this one doesn't have one quite yet. The Versa's just always been the Versa. Yeah. She's like... A girl has no name. Mine's a Sonic, so we call it the Hedgehog sometimes. But yeah. Well, it is blue. It is blue. I like it. Uh, I also just love all the little times that they throw in there that John's really good with math. Yes. Just accidentally, casually, just the savant. He's really math person. Yeah. Uh, which I also find fun because I'm super not. No. I. You know what I've learned <laughs> from me? It is about math is that I just give up. I, like, had 8 plus 6, and I was counting it on my fingers last night. See, I I know the math, and I can do it. And I actually, when I was little, I was taught how to do that, like, mind math. You know? To where you can do, like, very large number multiplication yeah. and addition. I just don't... So, somehow I lose my attention span for it. I just... I'm going to learn it again. I just mix numbers up. It just never That's no works. Fun. I'm going to learn it again, and I'm going to be that person. You do that. What's, like, what's... 23,040 divided by 17. And I'm going to be like 22 remainder one. Uh, I, to paraphrase uh, uh, an immortal figure for me, Mr. Richard Feynman, uh, my brain has limited space, yeah. and I'm going to use that space for other things because I have a calculator in my pocket. I'm going to I'm gonna do it. And to, fingers. To uh, <laughs> fingers. It is good. There is There are times, however, where during D&D, the emotions cloud the math brain, and you're like, I don't know, but I rolled a 13. That's, that's what I should say. I was like, I rolled a natural 18, and I have a plus six. I'm assuming Can that we just call it? Can we just say it's fine? <laughs> Everything hurts. I, I, I hit without my modifier. Can we just yeah. not do the math? <laughs> um, but yes, fair. So, McKay says he does. He's going to need some assistance and and pulling off this hijink. And Weir looks at John, and the John looks at Ford, and then Ford's like, "I have no one to Damn look it. at." Shit rolls downhill, and I'm at the bottom <laughs> of it. So McKay and Ford head to the planet. Yeah. The Stargate is shut down, and McKay gets to work. <laughs> so Weir visits John in his quarters. I'm going to take a minute here yeah. to notice a weird thing. I don't know if it's because I've never watched on. We have a living room TV, and we have a bedroom TV, and uh-huh. then I watch with you here on your TV. Yeah. Our living room TV is 
almost brand new. Yeah. Uh, so this is the first time I did my rewatch on that TV because usually I'm lazy and take my yeah, notes in bed. I get it. Um, we all do it. And I was like, Weir is wearing very shiny new makeup. <laughs> and so in my brain, I was like, that's a lot of makeup for someone off planet. Yeah. That's not something she would have packed in her bag. Yeah. I'm sure of it. So here's what I decided. Okay. Her and Taylor, uh-huh. because we see later that Taylor likes to shop. She does. Her and Taylor, she was like, come with me to this planet. Uh-huh. We're going to go buy some really cool shit. It's the makeup planet. She's got, she's like, let me take you to the Mac planet (laughs) or to the Sephora planet. Planet Ulta. Yeah. (laughs) This is dumb and I love it. Oh, gosh. I I do. I apologize for yelling at you. So then we find out that one of John's personal items was Tolstoy's word piece. Regarding yes, why? one of the finest pieces of literature and something I'm never going to read. No, no, I love that they say what page he's on because I'm like that feels right. Seventeen out of over a thousand. Here's my thing, dude. If you're gonna bring a thousand some page book, just fucking bring Lord of the Rings. Bring something you're gonna like. But here's, uh, here's he may enjoy War and Peace. Here's what I believe it is about Shepard. Yeah. Even if it's a book he likes, he just doesn't make time to read. No. Because I have books that I've been wanting to read. <laughs> and I'm like, I am 20 pages in and yeah. I've owned this book for four years. Do you know how many books are up my bookshelves that are on the I will eventually read this I get list? to this fun place where they actually make it to the nightstand and these poor books are like, oh, she's going to read me. She's yeah. going to, there's a nightlight. There's everything set up. It's going to happen. And then the other book that's stacked underneath, it's like, nah, bro. <laughs> It's never going to happen. I literally have. I've lived here for two years. I have a shelf that's on my wall. Besides the books that are on my nightstand that have uh-huh. been there, they moved from the old house on the nightstand to the current the house new nightstand. on the yeah. Every now and then I reorganize. I go, maybe I'll read these and three. I have another shelf that hangs on the wall that is only for books. This must be normal, right? This has it's to be a thing that people do. Up. Um, the nightstand. The nightstand orphans. I'm never going. Oh, that's a good band name. Nightstand orphans? Yeah. I'm good. I'm never going to read War and Peace. I know it's like, it's a little bit of a novel and it's a little bit of a poem. It's a little bit of history and like, there's a whole philosophy section and people love it. I'm not that person. I am pretentious enough to where I am going to read it. You go ahead and I'm do I'm going to do it. It's going to be the first thing I'm, I'm calling it now. And I'm not saying. It's be the first thing I read when I'm done with school. That it's not a fantastic piece of literature. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying... I have limited time in life, <laughs> and I'm just not going to read Tolstoy. I'm going to decide that I'm going to read it as soon as I'm done with school, you? because at this point, I'm pretty certain that I will never be done with school, <laughs> so I can confidently say that. You yeah, do that, sure, I'll read and then you I'm can done. give us the cliff notes. Yes, done. Um, and I did I'll watch... i put it to you in three words. War <laughs> and peace. War, peace, long. Peace, out. War, peace, sad. Um, I did watch part of the Andrew Davies BBC documentary a few years ago, and I didn't even finish that. (laughs) So, I I have to admit, uh, I know nothing about the novel. Uh, I know it takes place in Russia, and it's like 1800s. Words like forlorn are good, are probably good (laughs) adjectives to describe Um, the characters. Good on John for reading Tolstoy. You know, he made it 17 pages in. It's a he good did. lucky number. He did. He's probably going to, like, skip a few <laughs> chapters, read a little bit in the middle, and then see what happens He's going to read the last p- page. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, so John puts his book down to reassure Weir that even if a connection to Earth is made, John isn't going to go through. Mm-hmm. He's going to stay here in Atlantis. And even as Weir says that he is the person best suited to brief General Hammond and the others about the Wraith, he's needed more here. I apologize for the Valcro. But if Weir wants to go, mm-hmm. and she's like, what, I'm not fucking needed here too? He's yeah. like, no, foot and hole, dig deeper. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I don't won't go if you want to go. I mean, you don't have to go, but no. I mean, I think it'd be cool if you stayed here. I mean, you're needed here too, but if you wanted, I don't know what to, to say anymore. Bye. Yeah. Look, a piece. Yeah. And just hits her. In the, I gotta go. It just hits her with it. Just throws it. My book it. club's meeting tomorrow. <laughs> throws it at her. Uh, even though they both agree that life sucking aliens weren't part of brochure mm-hmm. when they signed up for this shit game. <laughs> So on the planet, Ford tries to make some conversation with McKay while he works. Yeah. Asking, you know, would you go back? And it doesn't matter what McKay thinks because Atlantis can't afford to lose him. He's too valuable. I can't with this guy. This, <laughs> it's so good that he builds himself up so high. Because they cut him down cut so him down far later. Uh, and Ford just wants to go see his grandma. How fucking adorable is that? And Because his, his grandma still thinks he's in Afghanistan or somewhere. Mm, we heart you. I love him. Yes. Uh, McKay just continues that he's actually also the natural choice to go because he commands respect at the SGC <sighs> and he can help bring the cavalry back. I would love back. to hear Sam's reaction to him saying that. <laughs> uh-huh. Just She's just like, uh-huh. Yeah. Sh- continue. Tell me more. Uh, does he have a car? About this imaginary world you live in. Uh, he's just invaluable everywhere. For mm-hmm. it says as we eye roll, the biggest eye roll <laughs> that's ever eye rolled. <laughs> Taylor comes in and like meets John sort of in the little hallway off the, the gate um, and asks John if if they've heard anything back yet from the planet because the rumor mill on Atlantis is fast working as you can only imagine yeah. it is because yeah. uh, what else they got to talk about listen this, this base is like if you walk into someone else's quarters after 9 o'clock that I, shit is known in an hour. I'm willing to bet money <laughs> that they are sleeping with each other. Oh. People are just sleeping with each other like crazy. What else do you do? I agree. You have gone through some traumatic shit, and if nothing else, you You're need human contact yep. for the night. Yep. Yep. Everyone on mean, that base. There's no, like, rule anymore about, like, like fraternizing. Y- They're just like, fuck it. You may not necessarily even be, like, having sex. You are just like, I need to hold someone. Yeah, yeah. I need physical contact with human body. Yeah. And, you know, if a little sex happens, it just, it happens. Sometimes that's how it happens. So, uh, and, like, listen, if John knew he was able to come back from Earth, he'd be there in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And Taylor could go and see Earth with him, be actually a natural person to help with the briefing with her knowledge of the, the Pegasus galaxy and the Wraith yeah. and all. And then, and then Sean could show her football and Ferris wheel. And She's like, never popcorn. mind, I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't want to watch any more football. <laughs> Bye. But only if they knew they can come back. Yeah. And that's when the gate dials in. Hmm. Um, in the control room, it is McKay. He's done. The gate's up and running. Uh, and it looks like everything is set for the big dial back to Earth. Dun, dun, dun. And on the planet, they do. They dial Earth. And and it's very tense. And the gate connects. And Weir calls through. And asking if anyone reads her. And there's a moment pause. And then we hear Walter. I'm so glad that we get the moment that we get after this. Because right now, I'm like, 
where should it be here? If the shit is the fan, no one's running this door. And then... But anyway. And then... Walter's like, whoever this is, it better not be a joke. Aww. And How and- often do you think they've done that to him? <laughs> like, where he's like, hopes up, runs down the hall, finds Jack, and Jack's like, are you fucking kidding me? And he's like, no, somebody just dialed in. And it's like SG, like, eight, and they're like, ha, we you. fucking do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I get my 20. <laughs> uh, so no, Weir sends her IDC and Walter apologizes and opens the iris. And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa there, Radar. Um, <laughs> I can't risk a one-way trip. And he's like, no, you don't understand. Things have changed. We did the thing. The Asgard are fitting Prometheus with a super awesome engines that can reach the Pegasus galaxy. Mm-hmm. And we're in the works of actually mapping a mission out to find you. Yeah. Seriously, they can come through the gate and be back in Atlantis inside a month. How perfect. So McKay's like, who's going? Before before we got to the end of the episode. Yeah. The first time we watched this, I may or may not have cried. And I'm you, very angry. You you did. Yes. And then and then I also kept looking at you uh-huh. to see when you started picking up clues. I was like I don't remember where, but it was before the reveal, and I was, was like, something's not right. It was specifically with a, a John and Taylor scene. I think that's what it is. So there's a line, there's a line in John and Taylor where they're like, I wish Weir could have come. And there's one before that where yeah. she goes, I wish John would be here. And you missed that one. Yeah, I was too busy being like, one. you know what it was? At some point, their wardrobe threw me off, and I was like, I'm confused. I'm yeah. confused. What have I done? They do a great thing with the wardrobe, yep. too. Yeah. Uh, so... Wouldn't it be like, just? Can we pause on like how cool it would be if the Asgard actually gave us a hyperdrive for Christmas? Prometheus? <laughs> can we get a hyperdrive for Christmas? Yeah, thanks, bye. I yeah. want a hyperdrive. I want an Asgard <laughs> drive for Christmas. <laughs> Only an Asgard hyperdrive would do. <laughs> um, I mean, Jack did just ask for one for the president. Why not? So, cut to Earth. Mm-hmm. And who is standing at the bottom of that oh, ramp? Hippopotamus. Took me a minute to remember what the song was. I was like, what animal animal is <laughs> It's the rum. Who is standing at the bottom of the ramp? But the one. The only. The only. Bum, ba, da, da. Here comes the general rise, rise up. up. Here comes the general rise up. Okay, in my vision, I just watched Donis Davis do that dance. <laughs> I hope, because... He did pass, right? I'm George Hammond. Yes, he did. I feel like I, I've seen him up in heaven, uh-huh. and he's dancing. He is. He's doing that dance. Yeah. <laughs> the pride of Texas. <laughs> yeah. George Hammond. I love it. We are outgunned, outmanned. Outnumbered, outplanned. <laughs> I'm kind of making all that stands. You know I'm going to need my... Okay, I'm done. I so, want that to be real. So we can bad. make it real. Let's do it. Future pod card. Got it. <laughs> so, um, we only see Weir standing on the ramp, though. Oh, right. So here's a question that I That's find... That's not who I would have sent through. Interesting to watch this. Okay. Um, we don't see the normal... Besides Walter, we don't see anyone else who is standard at the SGC yeah. right now. Um, we only see Hammond... He's still a general. I know they had a slight costume fault with how many stars. We're ignoring that entirely. Okay. Uh, we never see Hammond in the commander's office. Right. He's only in the briefing room. Mm-hmm. So which leads you to, you can, this, 
like, technically when they left, like, Hammond had already left the SGC. Yep. Jack was in command. So it could be either Hammond is command of SGC and no one's really putting two and two together, or Hammond's like, come back, he's still the director of Homeworld Security. My thought is, for the sake of what... Weir would believe yeah. she'd be like, it must be because we're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That he's come back to greet That's us. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. And like day two or three, then I'll get around to talking to Jack. But I have to brief Hammond yeah. first. I just find it interesting because they don't try to play him off specifically as the commander because he's never in the command office. He's right. only in the briefing room. Right. Uh, so cut to the briefing room scene because we get a Stargate SG-1 briefing room scene. Of course. Uh, we have Weir and McKay and she's defending their mission mm-hmm. in, in in Pegasus. Uh, even with all the risks, but Hammond points out that like the Pentagon is super concerned about this report you've just filed. Mm-hmm. Like the wraith sound shittier than the Gould. Yeah. This is not something to be done lightly and some of us some, people at the Pentagon are like maybe we should just cut our losses with the Pegasus Galaxy. Truthfully, this is where we should have started to suspect. Because and it's it's fair to say that the reason Weird does is because she doesn't know Hammond as well as we yeah. do. But we should know that the real Hammond, even if the Pentagon told him that, yeah. would not react the way. Like the he Pentagon did. may actually that, that does that, sound like that a risk loss analysis. Out. Yeah, that um, all checks out. But us as viewers who know General Hammond would be like, he wouldn't be selling this to Cecil. No, that's not who he is. And where's adamant that like we can't just abandon the Pegasus Galaxy? How many times has the SGC dealt with shit that could have ended the world? Yeah. And and they've continued on. And Hammond points out that, like, look, the difference is, is that SG-1 stirred the pot of the first goddamn mission. And shutting mm-hmm. them the base at that point wasn't an option. We were already out there. We, we were known. But, and he says, in this case, you know, the Wraith don't really know about us. Even more of a reason why we should have been like, this is not our Hammond. And we have a choice. A strategic withdrawal, if you will. Hmm. Um, and Weir's like, no, we don't have a fucking choice. Not, not true. Like, yeah, the Wraith would have woken up either way, but, like, we have a responsibility to the humans in this galaxy. We woke them up early. We played a direct hand in that. Yep. Um, and... Even if we played no hand. Yeah. We're not really good at staying out of other people's business. No, we pushed the giant red button. That's what we do. And the technology in Atlantis can actually help We are Grog. <laughs> we are Grog. Yes. Sometimes our intelligence is a goddamn six. Yes. And you know what? We roll with the punches. And we just fucking roll through it because we have good hearts. We do. The end. Um, and Hammond isn't entirely convinced, you can tell. But her recommendation will be considered. Hmm. So sometime after that, John comes around the corner at the SGC and stops Hammond. And apparently the briefing went by very quickly. Uh, and it's now time for some well-earned R and R. I do love the transition that they go from t- um, from Weir to. They, it's the same sort of sideways motion transition that they use to. We don't realize it, but they use to go between all the different realities. Yeah, it's really well. And done. it's a nice way. Again, I'm, I don't know why I'm into this so much this episode, but it's almost like, hey, let's shift you to a different space right now. Let's keep shifting you to these different locations. Are you paying attention? Because if you're paying attention, we're giving you clues right. Right now, all the fun things are happening. Anisha, I've been hanging out too much with Jesse. <laughs> That's what all of this means. You're just critiquing the visual language of the episode. Yep. Um, and in fact, not only has ha- John earned R&R, but Hammond has uh, arranged transportation for him. Hmm. 
Listen, when someone says I have arranged transportation for Shepard, I expect like a fucking monster truck to show up. <laughs> Honest truth. <laughs> I, I was like, he is not so basic that a limo would be for uh, Yeah, true. Yeah. But that's that's where I'm at. Um, so anywhere anywhere he wants to go, mm. uh, he's done a great service and he deserves it. And Shepard is is convinced he's waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually he's like, "Am I, am I in some sort of trouble?" Yeah, like what's going on? It makes sense that he's the first to notice shit's hitting the fan. Yeah, because he's like, things don't go this easily for me on Earth. Things don't go this easily for me. Period. No. Yeah. Um. So. He, he spins by the infirmary next and picks up Taylor because she's done with her tests and she should get a new outfit. <laughs> so McKay opens the door to his place. It's just filled with dead plants. It's like, I think it's grandma's house that he just took over and didn't change anything. Mm. And he has zero new messages. Clearly the power failed. Um, and he just... McKay, you sink into your couch after not even looking through any part of your house you immediately turn on Outer Limits. But Again, on top of all that... Again, another place where they're fucking giving us clues. On top of all that, mm-hmm. you sit on probably a year-old bag of chips. Yeah. You pull it out, and you start eating them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. This is, the, this is basically clue one that this is not real. Is it Because though? that's disgusting. But. No, I'm saying the chips wouldn't be chips anymore. That's true. They would be ants. They would just be ants. <laughs> Do you want ants? That's how you this get This is how you get ants. This is where I stop judging McKay. <laughs> it comes a little bit later, but I it's, it, it goes with the conversation. When you see him just straight up boxers yeah. and t-shirt, uh-huh. I'm like, Sleeping I'm, like a fucking zombie. That part I'm judging. Like a vampire. But once I'm like, okay, you know what? I am doing my rewatch <laughs> in like essentially the same clothing. The minute I'm home from work, pants come off. No pants. No pants. We time. know this about me, so that is when I stop judging McKay. <laughs> Listen, I'm not judging McKay on the no pants part. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Fair. Fair. That's not what I'm judging McKay on. Also, would it kill you to open the goddamn blinds a little bit and get some sunlight? <laughs> no, he's a vampire. We find that out by how he <laughs> yeah, sleeps. Seriously. <laughs> he's a briar wood. Yeah. Seriously, critical role. Nobody, nope, nope. <laughs> so, um, um, he just like left his house as if he was going to work and went to Pegasus Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I have so many questions about this whole place. But anyway, the woman he left with cat with opens from the pilot opens the door. Oh, right. So next up is John sending a limo waiting for Taylor, who's just gone shopping. Now, just imagine, mm-hmm. just imagine, regardless of the gave her cash paper yeah. or a card, a piece of plastic. This is a woman who's only bartered in her yep. life. And you let her loose in a shopping place, in a market. She's just going to go where crazy. Where she has, this means nothing to her. She's like, here you go. This is just a piece, all these this is a piece of paper with a number written on Might it. Might as well be Monopoly money. This is a piece of plastic that means nothing. I scan it and then you give me shit. How much money do you think she spent? I have no goddamn idea. I mean, I feel like if they were smart, they like sent her to the outlets and no. not to like <laughs> fucking sacks or something. My I don't gosh. Know. Uh, yeah, it just, she's never experienced anything like that. It's just, 
that's I I love it. I I will. I <laughs> point of contention. Yeah. Shepard says, "Nice outfit." It's not. Is it though? It's not. Is it a nice Listen, outfit? I love you, costume crew. You guys are usually directly on points. That's not. But I actually uh, counterpoint. Yes, that is exactly what Taylor would buy. Yeah, like it is a little bit deconstructed. But it's also got some bling on it. It does. It's kind of like she's not going to go in there and buy like a refined, fine, luxurious, tailored thing. That's not who she is. No, I agree. So the problem is where it's like Shepard's like, no, it's like, well, one, she probably just has no idea. Look at what Shepard's wearing. Yeah. Let's talk about the bro. (laughs) To be fair. You were like, I don't think Shepard's that bro. And I went, just wait until his you see his dream bachelor pad. I'm very upset <laughs> with this dream bachelor pad. AKA I am I I'm very upset. I cannot be in love with a man who thinks that is the ideal looking home. AKA Shepard is a bro. Truth. Yeah. My heart is broken. So and they drive away, and, and she wonders, like, if if her people had never suffered at the hands of the Wraith, maybe we could have created a civilization like this. Maybe. So John is, is wondering about, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. Things seem off to him. Like, everything seems off to him. He's just waiting to get in trouble. And he asks the driver to take him to Green Moss Park, because he thinks he might have a few things figured out when he gets there. Mm-hmm. At Weir's house... Uh, or, or Simon's house. Mm-hmm. I don't, uh, did I they live together? I'm guessing they live together because it's I'm her assuming. dog. It is her dog. Well, she also gave the dog. It's like Janeway in Voyager where she probably gave the dog to her husband, fiance, paramour. Yeah. Anyways, at yeah. the house that Simon lives at. Uh-huh. Um, Which, he's working on a Maserati. Yeah. Do people work on Maseratis? Isn't a Maserati the type of car that you get worked on? I don't know. Is it like a project? I missed the part earlier when she pulled up in her red BMW convertible and they hug. Convertible is not the car I would have paid her for. I don't know if I have a car. I don't do cars, so I don't Mm -hmm. think in my brain I had one. She just doesn't look like someone who likes to get her hair ruffled. Listen, the important thing is we meet Sedgwick. Which is far more important than the cars. most important part is the is most the puppy. beautiful white. Also, the fact that she loves puppy. <laughs> yes, like it looks. Maybe it's definitely a mix. She, it it's a stormy boy, sort of, but it's like a long haired. It's a, like guy. a little more husky, I think, yeah. than stormy. He's a little more lithe. Yes, that's fair. Yeah, um, I am going to judge her for not petting the dog before she hugs the bo- the boy. To be fair, the dog is not out on the driveway at the time. All right, I'll give her that. The dog's probably in the house. Stupid boyfriend probably made Listen, the dog stay in the house. Just saying. Because at our house, the first ones to greet me are the is boys. The, is the dogs. Are the popple boys. I am not allowed to greet the husband before I greet not the puppers. Not happening. Never. No. It's, sometimes it's fun because I come home late. I work late hours. Yeah. And only one will come out <laughs> because they're tired. Yeah. And everyone's asleep and they're like, I am the assigned one to come out and say hello to you. Hello, mommy. Let's go back to bed now. <laughs> so Simon and Weir have a sit down chat. Um, he watched that tape on repeat multiple times. Mm. And she's like, I really want to tell you in person. He's like, no, you fucking didn't. Yeah. Cause no, you did. You were it's fine. I, 
you thought I was going to try to talk you out of it. Yeah. You're just avoiding confrontation. This is fine. I'm fine with yeah. that. And to be fair, he actually seems like, no, I totally get yeah. that. Yeah. Look, I know who I'm in love with. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, and he actually guessed that she was going to Korea or Israel, but... Pegasus Galaxy, not on the list. Yeah, sure. Um, and, and while he knows, you know, he can know where she was, but he can't know what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the fact that they told him where she was. Yeah. You know what? If somebody told me Pegasus Galaxy, I'd be like, okay, fine. She's in she, Iraq. Just fucking exactly. tell me she's in Iraq. Why do you have to make up some crazy ass bullshit about the Pegasus, Pegasus Galaxy? Galaxy is the code name for whatever the fuck she's doing. Um, but... If she is going to leave again, she can at least wear this. And it's yeah. not an engagement ring. It's it's a necklace. Mm-hmm. And he puts it on her and they kiss. And then she pulls away because something's off with that kiss. I love that she gets she that. She totally knows instantly. She's like, that's not you. Something's and wrong. just as she's starting to question more, her phone rings. And it's Do you the think general. Like, it's like his breath. Like his like... His breath is usually a little bit stinkier than No, that. I think it's more of like the technique. That that could be it. Like the, the tongue-lip combo technique. Yeah, everybody does seem to have their own yeah. style. Fair. So, um, cut to McKay sleeping as a zombie. <laughs> as a vampire. Yeah. Uh, and with his I'm with genius shirt, which no. I mean. He would, but I'm no. I'm not surprised. Uh, where's at the door? That is the shirt of a single man. It is the shirt of a single because man. Because any man who has a person who loves him in his life <laughs> would, would say, burn it. you cannot have that anymore. Would burn it. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened to your shirt. I was doing laundry and it disappeared. <laughs> uh, McKay was in the middle of a power nap and he's not wearing pants. Mm-hmm. So they can't really chat pants, for long. Pants, 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 Because he has a date with the girl that was watching her cat. Huh. And suddenly realizes there's a look on Weir's face. Hmm. There was an accident on the Prometheus. This is the first time I'm like, wait a minute, why is she wearing a different thing that she was wearing? She was. The other house? This is suit wear mm-hmm. and not pink shirt wear. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was an accident on Prometheus, she says, and they can't go back to Atlantis. Dun, dun, dun. But McKay's the rescue. He had a eureka moment. This mm-hmm. is button up shirt McKay. Yeah. Um, while watching The Outer Limits, they don't need the Prometheus. Yeah. Um, he actually has figured out a way to make the connection back to the Pegasus Galaxy to the fog planet. Yeah. He just needs the ZPM. And Hammond's like, it's dead. Yeah. You can't have it. He's like, no. Like, before we had to have a mostly powered ZPM to power the whole connection, the whole wormhole. But this time, it just has to be, like, a hot wire. He just has to be a spark um, because the fog planet is unique. And once it gets an incoming wormhole, the fog planet will actually power the wormhole. Sure. Uh, They just need a jump start. I do love his analogy. Yes. Uh, they need three and a half microseconds. It's mm-hmm. all the juice they need to get from the ZPM. Yep. Hammond is like, sure. <laughs> um, but since they have nothing left to lose, Hammond will give them the ZPM. He yeah. doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he's like, fine, do whatever you want. Just leave me alone. Weir, dressed back in pink, um, sits down with Hammond in the briefing room. Mm-hmm. And look, she's like, look, I know this incident on the Prometheus was a setback, but we can repair it. He's like, setback? 200 people died in this giant incident. Like, the Prometheus isn't flying anywhere for a while. And to him, asking the Asgard's completely out of the question. Mm-hmm. Weir's really annoyed at this. Um, and she, like, she came to Earth only because she was guaranteed to be able to get back to Atlantis. Yeah. Yeah. And 
she's not about... Because it's been clear. Yeah. She's not about to abandon her team. She's it was not like about the, to give the up. second thing she said. She said, hello, if I go, can I get back? Exactly. Um, Hammond's going to look into it. He's not yeah. making any promises. This is when I started to notice the clothes, and I thought, I wonder if this was a nightmare or a lot of fun for the continuity person. <laughs> yeah. You know really. what I mean? Like, there's two types of personalities uh-huh. in the world. One who was like, I have been training my whole life for this moment. <laughs> and the person's who like, you want to do what? Fuck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, in some other hallway, Walter, like, Walter and Ford are talking, and, and Ford's like, don't fucking kill the messenger. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And he leaves the room as lab coat McKay comes in um, and he's like going on to his minions about he can't abide sloppy work. And if you don't double check your results, I don't science, be here. Science, 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 science. For it's like, can you believe I'm being transferred? And he's Yikes. outraged. And McKay's like, well, congratulations. You're getting moved somewhere. And he's like, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. Please, I was please, yeah. enjoying time with my grandmother. And now they want to send me to Antarctica, not Atlantis. Antarctica and Atlantis are two different places. Right. right. And McKay just kind of snaps. He's like, look, do you know something that I don't? Because we can't get back to Atlantis, so move on with your life. No. 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 Even so, no. nobody moves on by being sent to Antarctica. Nobody moves on from Atlantis. No. No. No thanks, bye. So back at Weir's house, she's sitting out in the back thinking with her puppers at her feet when yeah. Simon brings out two mugs. Like, he's not... He's I gonna love the admit. way she sits in that chair. I know. Very specific people can sit like that. You need... Or just it's a really long chair. Yeah, no, that may be it too. But like, I've, I've my, always admired my friends who can do that. My ass takes up too much of the chair yeah. for me to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Simon's going to admit he's not really super bummed that she has to say, honestly. Mm. And and Weir knows... Well, that's not wrong. Yeah. Like, Weir knows it's not fair, but she feels guilty about not about wanting to go back, but she also feels guilty about being back here on Earth, and it's just a fucking guilt trip all around. Yes. Um, yes, because she shouldn't enjoy leaving yeah. the person she loves so much, but yeah. she also loves her job very much. Uh-huh. And Atlantis is the siren. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the siren song is calling. Yeah. I, I, I can't blame her. Um, she should have stayed in Atlantis mm-hmm. and John should have been the one to go. Oof. That's the one you missed. That is the one I missed yep. where I was like... What's going on? Where am I? <laughs> you were just distracted by dogs. I think I probably was. Uh, and then John opens the door to his bachelor pad. Oh. And Taylor walks into the this house. The palace. That looks way above the salary of an Air Force major. No. Yeah. If this is his, he has money from elsewhere. Yep. Um, and I mean Callaway clubs, a pinball machine, foosball. He clearly has people coming to clean his house while he's gone if, and water the plants, replace the fruit. If I had gone on dates with this man <laughs> and I'd reached the date where I was going to come over to the house. How quickly and would And this you- is the house that I came to. I would run. How quickly would you be texting me to give you an, an SOS call? Uh, the minute I walked in, I'd be like, hey, where's your bathroom? And I'd be like, call me, 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 call me. Right now, I am in Patrick Bateman's house. <laughs> I'm about um, to be shot in the back of the head. There's all these even cold beer in the fridge. And he does that really 
fucking annoying beer cap flip across the room that makes me want to take the beer cap and then shove it in people's eyes. And I can't explain <laughs> why I dislike that move so much. I really can't. It, it's not. But it pisses me off for reasons that I can't explain. It doesn't very gracious. It just seems like you're just throwing garbage on the floor. Like, it's reasons that I can't even explain to myself, but I just take like, it. I don't know, but I don't like it. Some weird, yeah. deep-impacted shit with that one. <laughs> um, there's also a pineapple here, which seems like an innocuous thing, or a How I Met Your Mother reference. But yeah. Uh, it's actually a trait of a director and camera operator. Will Waring oh. has a knack, and he's done this way beyond Stargate. This is just all the stuff that he works on. He likes to stick pineapples in scenes. I noticed the fruit, and yeah. I was like, that wouldn't be fresh anymore. <laughs> well, he has people coming and cleaning and replacing Like, fruit. I didn't give two shits about the potato chips, but the fruit, I'm like, no. <laughs> That's not going to work. Um, Yeah. And the one thing I, the only thing I do like of his entire creepy house <laughs> is the Johnny Cash poster. I knew you'd notice that. And the view. I literally go, I also figured Grace would love the poster next <laughs> to the kitchen. I mean, it's strange placement, but yes. You just love Johnny Cash. Yeah. And I know you do. He's my grandpa. So John just looks around. <laughs> he It's everything he could have imagined, right? Mm-hmm. And he just thinks about Weir and everyone mm. on Atlantis. Yeah. And Taylor's like, I'm sure they're fine. Wait a minute. Also, Taylor gets her first beer. Well, let me rephrase that. I'm sure they have some sort of beer ale thing well, fermented. Well, I feel like it's not her first alcoholic drink, but it's her first, like... It's her first Earth, Earth beer. beer. Yeah. yeah. Which, what a shitty way to start. Oh. It's anyway. not even good beer. Yeah. So, um... Back at the SGC, and not a button-up McKay checks his team's readings. Right. They need more time. They're, like, non-convincingly. And he looks over, and they're like, are you dumb? Hmm. None of this shit makes sense. Yeah. These numbers aren't numbers. Somebody was, it's like they asked me to write math. This should say Bing Tittle Tittle Bong. (laughs) I think Bing Tittle Tittle Bong is the AKA for this episode officially. (laughs) AKA Bing Tittle Tittle Bong. It's like, did he make that up or did somebody write that? I don't know, but I love it. It's very specific. Yeah. Uh, It's, all this research is complete nonsense and he shoes everyone off to do the tests themselves. Um, Hammond is sitting with Weir in the briefing room and she's back in pink top mm-hmm. and uh, turns out that they don't need the Asgard's help Hammond says. Um, McKay actually figured out how to open a wormhole. Hmm. Great news. Bad news is uh, the mission's been reassessed and the powers that be now think Atlanta should have a military commander. Huh. They're sending reinforcements and a new commander and you're being relieved of duties. Nope, 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 nope. Duty. <laughs> Which Weir does not take well. She's like, talk to John. He'll tell you I should stay. Hammond goes, he just dialed in. He totally agreed with us. That's when I'd be like, now that's some bullshit. She's like, I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. I know John. Uh, and apparently not as well as she thinks she does, Hammond says. Oh, that's mean. He specifically said that it was the only way to ensure the security of the project. Yeah. Huh. Back at John's murder no. lair, <laughs> John tells Taylor <laughs> yeah. that they should get out of here. Go see Earth. Yeah. Uh, but just... Let's go Earth it up. Taylor's like, what about visiting your friends? And... John's like, that's a good idea. And then on command, the doorbell rings. Hmm. It's Mitch and Dex. Uh, It's a little bit of a shock. Um, A lot of bit of a shock. And he invites them in and the party starts. Yeah. 
And the side zooming camera flashes pick yeah, yeah, up more. Yeah. Okay. Again, the fun thing. Bear with me on some of these scenes. Pink shirt weir is yeah. walking the halls. Button up McKay is working very confused on all of his data uh, and is greeted by suit weir. Yes. Okay. These, I, I wrote, ah, these shots are crazy. <laughs> That's literally what I wrote down. Pink shirt weir needs to talk to lab coat McKay, uh-huh. who has no time to talk. Button up McKay is very confused. The button up all, peoples are the bad peoples. All, no, no. Button up McKay is good McKay. Lab suit McKay. Uh, oh, McKay. that's what I meant. Like, suity thingy. Overlayer cover. Yeah, people are bad people. <laughs> Button up McKay's like, all the laws of physics have flown out the window. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. And, uh, and suit weir is just trying to convince him that, well, no, everything's okay. We just mm. can't go back. That's not okay. That means things are not okay. That just means not everything is okay. At John's house, it's a flat-up party, including girls in bikinis. (laughs) Well, you can't have a good party without girls in bikinis. Uh, Mitch and Dex are drunkenly telling war stories, and, and and, and Tanks, you're welcome. No. Fucking no. 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 I will say that... That's a hard pass on that This joke. is where Shepard wins me back. Yeah. Because he's so awkward at this he's party so that I'm bad. like, this is how I would be at this party as well. Taylor is how I'd be at this party, just sitting there going, can I crawl into a hole? What the fuck is happening? Can I just walk backwards? Whereas I would be like... Yeah, I guess this is you. This is cool. This yeah. is not cool. I'm just gonna drink more. So the- maybe that's why I drank so much when I was younger. <laughs> so um, the doorbell rings and it's Ford with a whole stack of pizzas, uh, and and he he caught the delivery guy on at the driveway, and so he just and with took the, the pizza brand in. pizzas. <laughs> this is pizza brand pizza. It reminded me of remember when the Food Network was new. And it sure. actually showed cooking shows? Sure. Um, I mean, Guy Fieri is not the mastermind. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. It actually just showed people cooking. It's yeah. like when MTV started, it actually showed music videos. Uh-huh. When Food Network started, it actually just showed people cooking. Crazy, I know. I know. But Rachel Ray's show, I used to love watching because her, they had a designer who would read label oh, anything yeah. that came in a package. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I'm using chicken broth. Then it would make like a generic label that was like, chicken broth and then a picture of a chicken on it so i feel like that's it's like pizza brand pizza by pizza so can i just it's random story because guy fieri was mentioned Uh i was making these little icons and and it had to be it it was like a little light Uh long story short it was a circle with like these crazy like sunburst sort of thing coming off Uh the top and one of our co-workers walked by and goes is that an icon of Guy Fieri? And I went, yes. That's That awesome. icon is officially in the cannot use category. Listen, I will get, I will hand it to that man. He knows how to brand. Yeah. yeah you Clearly you can make an icon. Uh, I've also heard that he's actually a really cool person. I have heard he's too. He's a good human being. I just, but you cannot have that hair and not no. expect to be made fun of. <laughs> but this, wearing the sunglasses in your back of a head. You can't be taken seriously no. that way. No. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Funny stuff. Uh, John was just thinking about Ford. And then John's like, is it hot in here? It's getting hot. So let's take Take off all our clothes. All the girls already have. We're already there. Um, So Pink Shirt Weir is pissed that she's being relieved of a command. And Lab Coat McKay uh, Mm -hmm. seems to give no shits about Atlantis being militarized. I don't care, bye. 
oh well, and you're just being paranoid mm-hmm. and whatever. Go home and spend time with Simon. That's your paramour, right? Yeah. Uh, Weir's like, I don't remember telling you that. Right. And I see, honestly, even if she had told him that, he wouldn't remember that. He wouldn't remember it. And A, part of me is like, uh, you had months in the Pegasus Galaxy conversations are going to have about your life back on Earth. And the other part of me is going, McKay would not ever pay attention to anyone else's personal life that's, in that's any exactly way, shape, or it. form. That's Here's the truth. She's probably told him so many times. Yeah. She's probably just tells, calls him by his first name now yeah. instead of saying my boyfriend. Yeah. She just goes, Simon. Yeah. And he probably still has no, no idea. No idea. Yeah. Because uh, he's not really like the um, how listen to people sort. Yes, he's not exactly a listener. So back at John's, buddies continue their stories about sitting yeah. down with the warlords in Afghanistan and, and which, you know, enraptures Ford. Mm. Uh, and John's like, yeah, funny, you died two days later. Yep. Records. Holy shit. You were killed outside Kabor. Record scratch. Yeah. So button up McKay uh-huh. emphasizes, can't emphasize enough how like these readings, it's not that they don't make sense. Mm. It's that reality is no longer governed by the laws of physics in this. Mm. With these, these aren't numbers. Like, again, yeah. bing, tittle, tittle, bong. Yeah. This is just like, it's, I see flavors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and like, it's just not possible. Mm-hmm. Weir tells him to calm down. <laughs> But Can no. you taste numbers? We're just like, this is when I should be getting very, very agitated. This is, I'm, I'm going to calm up is what I'm going to do. I am going to calm up. <laughs> I am going to evolve into a new Pokemon right yeah, now. I will not calm down. <laughs> I will calm up. Because this is all a lie. And he <laughs> slams his laptop and throws papers and then throws his NPM onto 100 pieces on the floor. You know, if we didn't use this line so often, this would have been a great time for the cake is a lie. It is. The cake Damn is a it. lie. Yes. So Taylor wonders what John means. Mm-hmm. And and John's like, I mean, their chopper took an RPG when they were landing for a medivac. Yeah. They're dead. There's barely enough to bring back for a funeral. They shouldn't be here. And this woman is my sixth grade teacher. <laughs> I mean, you don't invite your sixth grade teacher to all your parties? And this woman, I don't know her name. She turned me down for a date. Yeah. Because she mm. saw where I lived. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. She, I, yeah, I can't blame her. So Mitch and Dex. She's probably delivering something to his house. And she's like, no, thanks. Bye. Bye. Uh, Mitch I don't want to be hanging in your closet with all the other bodies. Say, uh, Sorry. <laughs> and they're like, John, you're acting strange. He's like, really? Oh, really? Am uh-huh. I acting strange? And he pulls out a pistol and then shoots his friend in the shoulder. This is where we learn um, Shepard is definitely chaotic good. <laughs> yes. And Weir is a bit more lawful. Listen, I love me some chaotic good characters. I love me some chaotic neutral characters. I just love chaotic characters. Well, they are. I mean, they're fun. They're fun. They're fun. Yeah. I don't know if I want to know them, but I like to know them in a gaming sense. I feel like we all know them at some point in our lives. My dog is a chaotic neutral. My dogs are chaotic good boys. They're chaotic good. Mine's chaotic neutral. Yeah. No, they're they're literally just chaotic good boy. Like good boy is a class. Chaotic. (laughs) Good boy. Um, So... Where's like, who are you? This is not right. Her approach, again, a bit more lawful. Yeah. A bit more controlled. John's friends yells, you shot me. No shit. I am Tyler Durden. Tyler's Sorry, like, I don't know that. how can I shoot you when you're already dead? Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a point. 
Yep. Ford tries standing up, and John's like, "No, no, 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 no! Don't stand up because I'm having doubts about you too. You're gonna die next. Uh, and and don't put don't test things because mm-hmm. I will shoot you and ask yeah. questions later. I'm clearly and not okay right now. He takes a swig from his beer because mm-hmm. he's totally yeah put together and tells the room that someone's gonna tell him what the hell is going on here or you know uh, bullets. Mm-hmm. So cut to the creepiest grin we've ever seen on McKay, yeah. on lab coat McKay. Uh, and Hammond, Hammond calls Weir's name from behind her. It's time she knows what's going on. Dun, dun, There's dun. no point in continuing the charade. Mm-hmm. And he transforms into an incorporeal mass for a bit. A little glowy, sparkly thing. Yeah. And then comes back to Hammond. And the real McKay and, and the rest of his team are in their own illusionary worlds. Cool, cool, cool. Thanks, Mind Flayer. <laughs> But they're all. They, he, it is a mind flare. Yeah. There's no if and buts or brains about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all brought back together into the gate room onto the ramp, and John's like, "What the fuck? Specifically, my beer. Where is it? Yes, need this, John. If I'm gonna be in this situation, at least keep the drinks coming. <laughs> at least, John says. Well, John is the first one to sort of figure out um, that. Really, since the past 11 months, his home has been in a research base in Antarctica. Uh This is probably not reality. Yeah. And uh, he's always dreamed about a bachelor pad like that. Please don't. And he he was the first, he was the only one to really manipulate his own I'll give him this. Sometimes you imagine a home that you think you want, and then you're like, this doesn't feel good at all. That doesn't feel good. Yeah. On the inside. Mm -hmm. That's just more of he he had a bunch of favorite things, and he wanted to combine them home, because those are, all those things in that house are fine to have. Because I always dream of this aesthetically clean, empty house, but I live in the insanity I live in, and I kind of love it a little bit. Again, all of the things in John's house are fine to want and have. Uh-huh. Just don't put them together. No one should live in a museum. This is like when Jason, when Digger yeah. from um, Gilmore Girls, when Lorelai dates Digger... And he's got that weird ass fucking house. Yeah. And then his dog who just sits there and does nothing. Uh-huh. That's when you know he's a sociopath. Yes. Okay. So, um, John's like, later, when I think about all the scenarios I could have made and then didn't, I'm going to kick myself. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know if we want to know what those are. They would have been like the equivalent to, to keeping it on the Futurama theme when Bender becomes human. Yeah. It's just a bunch of girls in bikinis and beer and nachos yeah. and cheese. Hot tub time machine. Uh-huh. Uh, so the, the, they, they dumped Taylor into John's uh, vision and like reality because she didn't have any memories of Earth sure, to draw upon. Makes sense. And now the fake the fake Hammond, faux Hammond, mm-hmm. um, Fomond. Uh, the mind flayer mm-hmm. says that they can create a new reality now for all of them together to live out the rest of their lives in. No, no, no. Yeah. How kind of you. That's not gonna work for yeah, us. Yeah, at least you get to die together. Um, and Hammond's like, well, Deal with it, because it's kind of your only choice. Mm -hmm. And this is all to protect themselves, the non-corporeal beings, the fog, the ghost people, the mind flayers. Uh, And the energy readings were life signs. Mm -hmm. They are the fog. And every time someone comes in... They're poplars. Every time someone comes in, some of them die. And they actually sacrifice themselves in order to keep the secret of their existence. And when they figured out the Atlantis crew actually wanted to use the Stargate a ton, intervention had to be done. Right. Because dialing to Earth the power that that would need would kill millions of them. 
I'll say they've got one move, but damn, it's good. Yeah. That's a power, that illusionary magic? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, and they don't, like, they didn't really understand Earth or humans, so that's why the realities were super flawed, because mm-hmm. we're complex and very unlike them. Mm-hmm. And in the real life, their unconscious bodies are just laying on the planet. Right. And there's... Totally just dying. There's, there's, there's no food. There's no water, and fake Hammond is like, well, enjoy the time you got left, bitches. Uh, kiss your ass goodbye. Yeah. So, but here's the, the only problem is the, the mist doesn't realize is human nature. If they don't come back. Someone's going to come. More people are going to come. That's how humans do. And it's going to keep happening, and eventually they are going to open the gate back to yeah. Earth if they don't go back and stop them. Now, I wonder, is it fair to say human nature or earthling nature? Um, I'm going, I'm using human nature is to mean, to mean earth. earth, yeah, to earth mean, humans. yes. Got it. To, uh, I'm good with that. Tari nature. I'm good with it. Terran nature. Um, whereas like, look, if you let us leave, I give you my word that we'll never return. Um, and, and the mind flare is like, look, we know how strong your will is to get back to earth. How are we supposed to trust you? And whereas like, literally you've you can, been in yeah, our heads. You, you can literally read my mind. How can I lie to you? And after a moment, Mind Flayer does believe him. <laughs> He's like, point. So they wake <laughs> up on the planet, and McKay's like, are we sure this isn't like a double fake? Um, but we hear the Mind Flayer voice going, no, this is real. Seriously. Yeah. And McKay and Ford go start taking the crystal of the DHD. And McKay and John start bickering while Weir thanks them for allowing them to go home. Aww. And fade out. I love it, because technically, they do go home. What? Who's the author who says you can't go home again? I don't remember. That's what this is, though. Um, and I love that. For someone who's lived in one place their whole adult life and then left, and now it's like, oh, to go home? Actually, I don't know what that would feel like. Like, under, I understood Weir's conversation with her guy. Yeah. Where it's like, I should want to just come back here, but yeah. I actually don't know if that's my reality now. Yeah. I don't know that that's what feels right. There's a lot more out here. Now that I've seen this, mm-hmm. now that I've adjusted, humans are very adaptable. Yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't have made it this long. So we found this new place to learn to live with it, and now we like it, and now that's become home. Yeah. We just made it home. Um, I like this episode. Alrighty. It's a lot of fun. So the two two things, because we do, we have a hard out, so we do have to wrap this up oh, yes. a little quickly. Um, one is we hear the Stargate theme in this yes. episode. It's one of the few times we hear it on Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Um Two is, next up on SG-1, I shit you not, Endgame. <laughs> In case you needed your guts cut out of you one more time. Endgame. Yeah. Different Endgame. Don't worry. Doesn't but reminders of Endgame. So here's what we're going to do. So the next, um, the, what we're coming up with is about 10 of both shows. And those were the mid-season ender. Okay. Um, SG-1 is not a two-parter. Atlantis is. Okay. So what I think we're going to do is we are going to do episodes uh, 10 and 11 of SG-1. And then we will do episodes 10 and 11 of Atlantis. So we oh, keep the two-parter right. together. We're not going to, like, do two-parter Swapsies. one episode. Yeah. But we're just going to double those up just so we can have the Atlantis two-parter. We two, don't have an so SG-1 in the middle. So there'll be two weeks in a row. Yeah. Just I don't want to put an SG-1 episode in the I'm middle of the two-parter for Atlantis. I like that. Um, so next week, we'll, we'll see you guys with Endgame. Yes. Cool. Uh, we're going to wrap it up quickly. Yes. Thank you guys for listening. Um, 
You know where to find us on Twitter. We're at Terra Podcast. Facebook at There's No Place Like Terra. Email us at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail.com. Rate us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Rate we us, like you. us, review us. We love you. Goodbye. Bye.